This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. SB1 now affects wetlands. Newsom signs ban on fur trapping. And key Dems say USMCA text must change. SB1 would now unwind a critical compromise over wetlands. Before passing the Appropriations Committee last Friday, the Trump insurance bill was added to include language on dredge and fill activities. Now keep in mind, Senate Bill 1 seeks to codify into California law federal environmental protections like the Clean Water Act and the Waters of the U.S. Rule. Yet the bill would apply the rules as they were written before President Trump took office. Erasing the past, in April, the State Water Resources Control Board approved an updated definition of wetlands. Over several months, the California Rice Commission and other interests had steered those negotiations toward a definition that exempts routine agricultural practices. Environmental groups said the final definition allowed too many exclusions that could be exploited. SB1, as a law, would order the Water Board to enforce the original definition from the Obama era. Family winemakers of California said, This is classic legislative overreach with which you all are too familiar. FWC adds also that it would subject your vineyard and the routine farming practices to a lengthy, costly, and uncertain state permitting process. Irony? Yesterday, the California Office of Administrative Law announced it has approved the state wetland definition and procedures, which will take effect in May 2020. Newsom Task Force on Water talks with Fresno farmers today. The Fresno County Farm Bureau is hosting the State Board of Food and Ag this afternoon. The meeting will serve as a listening session for Governor Newsom's upcoming water resilience portfolio. The administration has held dozens of listening sessions with local and state agencies across California in an effort to survey the entirety of challenges ahead for the governor. The administration will present its findings alongside a number of policy actions next month. The public forum will take place at 1 o'clock at the Bureau's headquarters on 1274 West Hedges Avenue. Legislature passes ban on fur trapping, bird protections, and updates to ag codes. California is now the first state to ban the trapping of animals for fur products. Yesterday, Governor Newsom signed into law Assembly Bill 273. The legislature is also considering a ban on the sale of fur products. AB 454 would enshrine the Migratory Bird Treaty Act into California law to protect it from changes at the federal level. AB 454 has passed the legislature and is at the governor's desk. Amendments have removed opposition from ag and timber groups. On the ag front, AB 590 would help California comply with the federal milk marketing order. AB 1801 is an industry-sponsored bill proposing to increase fees for cattle inspections. AB 657 would extend a tax commercial feed and ensure poultry and livestock remain healthy for the next five years, according to Assemblymember Susan Eggman. All three bills now reside at the governor's desk. Candidates I-Ag Electric Vehicles for Climate Fixes 
Several Democratic candidates used last night's televised town hall on climate change to call for changes in agriculture or measures that could reduce meat production. One candidate, California Senator Kamala Harris, said food labels should be required to disclose the environmental impact of the ingredients. There was widespread agreement among the candidates that electric vehicles should replace the internal combustion engine as quickly as possible, an idea that's problematic, to say the least, for the future of biofuels. There also was broad support for imposing some kind of tax on the use of fossil fuels. Dems demanding changes to USMCA text. Some key Democrats aren't waiting for the end of the congressional recess to underscore demands that the Trump administration agree to changes in the core text of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that would require approval from all three countries. Democrat representatives Ron Kind of Wisconsin and Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut are stressing that side letters tacked on to USMCA won't be good enough. But both lawmakers also say they want to eventually approve the pact. Kind is a member of the House Ways and Means Committee, which has jurisdiction over trade policy, and DeLauro, a member of a special working group assigned by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to negotiate with the White House on the trade pact. No one, Kind said, is talking about a wholesale renegotiation. We're talking about some minor changes and reforms within the text. Kind said he believes it's possible to ratify USMCA by the end of this year, but only if U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer delivers meaningful changes and a lot of work is accomplished quickly. Democrats, Kind said, are working hard to get a yes on the USMCA. I think there's a window of opportunity this fall before the 2020 election cycle overwhelms everything. Trump, Chinese desperate for trade deal. China's on the ropes and growing more desperate for an end to the trade war, but it's still unclear if negotiators will be able to reach a deal. That's the word of President Donald Trump speaking with reporters yesterday. China has now had the worst year that they've had in 57 years, Trump said. This is the worst year they've had in 57 years, and they want to make a deal. We'll see what happens. But China is pushing back on the notion that it can be forced to concede to U.S. demands. The U.S. may be good at fighting a trade blitzkrieg, but when it comes to a protracted trade war, Chinese society has an obvious advantage digesting problems caused by the trade war. That a new message from the Global Times, a government-controlled media outlet. The escalated trade war will certainly lead to greater losses, but Chinese society has already made it clear that this confrontation concerns the country's future, we are willing and able to bear these losses. SNAP eligibility cut falls hardest on 20 states. A new study out today estimates that more than 10% of the households receiving food stamps in 20 states would lose eligibility under a rule proposed by the Trump administration. The proposed rule, released in July, would tighten the process called categorical eligibility that allows people to receive SNAP benefits in some states with incomes above the federal limit. The study by the consulting firm Mathematica estimates that 1.9 million households and 3.6 million people nationwide would lose eligibility under the proposal. Some 18% of SNAP households in Wisconsin would be cut off, along with 17% of those in North Dakota, 16% of Delaware, Iowa, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, according to the study. 
some 233,000-plus SNAP households in Texas would be affected, 15% of the state's caseload and the largest number of any state. USDA officials say that categorical eligibility has allowed people to game the system. Critics say the higher income limits encourage poor people to get jobs. Keep in mind, the report comes as USDA is reporting significant progress in reducing hunger nationwide. The rate of food insecurity fell to 11.1% in 2018, the lowest level since 2007, before the last recession. Anti-hunger advocates welcome the progress, but they raise concern that the SNAP rule could reverse it. Here's today's She Said It. I love cheeseburgers from time to time. I just do. That Senator Kamala Harris of California when asked whether the government should take steps to reduce meat consumption. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 5th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.